0: In today's message, our pastor of Congregational Care, Sally Campbell Evans, is gonna help us reflect on the past year In the life of our church through the lives of people who have died in the past year now that may sound morbid but actually in the christian faith we think it's a beautiful way to remember the saints who have gone before us because we believe that those saints in some mystical way are actually with us still today surrounding us today and i think if you're a christian or not a christian you actually know what that feels like right people in your life who have passed on and yet you still feel them close to you through memories or songs Uh, Or smells, right? Just the way that happens. So as you're listening to today's message, I hope you'll be encouraged to think about people in your life who have had an impact on you. Maybe you want to write that in the chat or in the comments section below. Or maybe you want to send somebody a text message and tell them what they've meant to you. So check out this message and I'll be back at the end of the message to tell you about some next steps you can take.
1: Have you ever been to Savannah, Georgia? What a beautiful coastal city. It's full of incredible history and, I will say, a few tall tales. I've recently returned from a trip there with 19 of our church's primetimers. What a fun group. Now, let me say that visiting Savannah the week of Halloween, just days before All Saints, well, you cannot help but feel the presence of a bunch of saints and sinners from ages past. I mean, there were stories about sailors and runaway pirates, stories about plantation owners and the slaves who worked their fields. There were stories of statesmen and reformers and dreamers. We stopped by the house of Juliette Gordon Lowe, the founder of the Girl Scouts, and many, many of the women in our group acknowledged that they, had been a Girl Scout in their youth, as I had been. But somehow for me, as I stood in front of Juliette Gordon Lowe's childhood home, (laughs) I was flooded with memories. Memories of my very first Girl Scout camping trip. That's right, we went to Camp Chowinwa. Have you heard of it? It's in North Florida. And for some reason, I got up in the night to get some water or go to the outhouse. I don't remember, but upon my return, I do remember tripping on one of the ropes, thereby knocking the entire tent down on the sleeping Girl Scouts inside. Whoops. (laughs) Let's just say I did not stay in the Girl Scouts very long after that. But oh, Savannah, The time there, well, we relished hearing the stories and conjuring up images in our minds about folks like Flannery O'Connor or the Lady Chablis. It was fun to hear more about John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, preaching to the English colonists there in the 1700s. And it was interesting to realize Wesley's impact wasn't too great during his two years in Savannah. Let's just say he struggled a bit with romance and he made some significant mistakes. But you know what? John Wesley did not give up on his faith and ultimately he was able to share God's love and grace with thousands of people during his lifetime. You know, when I think about that, when I think of John Wesley's experience in Savannah, well, it makes me think that that is a lot like some of these folks we call saints, right? I mean, they're Christ followers who mess up. They're Christ followers who get knocked down and somehow get back up to try again another day. Yes, even John Wesley didn't always get it right, but he was a saint of God, one who was used by God to share love and grace with others. So thank you, John Wesley. Thank you for being a faithful servant. Thank you for being a saint. Well, one of the absolute highlights of the week was the gospel dinner cruise aboard the Georgia Queen. Now, not only did we enjoy a beautiful boat ride and eat a delicious meal, but we also listened to some fine gospel choirs singing great tunes like, Oh, Happy Day, and Amazing Grace, and... Oh, when the saints go marching in. Of course, much of the time I was in Savannah, I was already pondering the writing of this sermon. And when they started singing that song, I kid you not, actual tears came to my eyes. And I began reflecting on the lives of the church members that I had the privilege of traveling with, and also on some of the people that the lit candles in our service today represent. As the song was being sung, the leader of the gospel choir, he took his microphone and then he walked out into the audience singing, Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. And then he would hold the microphone up to someone in the audience. We didn't know who it would be. He did it to two of our primetimers, but they would sing in their Low off key squeaky voice, or their strong, bold alto voice, we would hear, Oh Lord, I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. It was a beautiful sight to behold. In fact, there was something very holy and indeed precious experienced by all of us in those moments. Today, today is All Saints Sunday, and I am happy to celebrate and honor this day with you. Now, the passage that we just read from Ephesians makes it clear that in Paul's understanding, that word saint, saint belongs to those who have been united with Christ. Paul routinely calls the members of his churches saints because of who they are in Christ and not, not because of what they have accomplished in their lives. But our culture still tends to identify saint with someone who, I don't know, has done something extraordinary. And this can lead people to conflate and even confuse Christianity with morality. So let's be clear on this point. Our designation as saints comes from our rich inheritance of Christ's righteousness. It is God. It is God who acted on our behalf, and we are simply recipients of God's grace, recipients of the richness of God's glorious inheritance among all believers. So, so who are some of the saints that we remember and celebrate and give thanks for this day? Thanking God for their legacy, their enduring example of faithfulness and generosity. Well, in this church, we remember and we continue to give thanks for the 30 people who gathered on the corner of Platt and Magnolia to charter this church in 1899. I mean, they gave sacrificially and were following God's call. And they, and the members who followed after them, well, frankly, they have left these buildings and this whole campus, indeed both campuses, for us to be stewards of. They left us a lot more too. They left us the example of attending worship regularly and bringing their children and inviting their family and their friends to join them. This church, it didn't grow by accident or luck. It grew by both intention and the commitment of its members. Those members shared their faith with their lives, practicing mission in the city and practicing justice for their neighbors. What a generous, big-hearted inheritance they have left to us. And this year, this year, we in this congregation have had to bid farewell to some beautiful saints Now all of them were very human. I mean, every one of them struggled with temptations and physical challenges. They were not perfect, just forgiven. Sometimes they fell down and somehow they got back up to try again another day. They weren't righteous, just saved by God's grace. And all of them in their own ways were like windows that maybe just a crack was there for God's love and grace to shine through. Like Betty Ruth Gowen, she was a beloved school teacher, incredible quilter and fabulous gardener. But most of all, I think of Betty as an open minded, justice oriented woman of God. Her husband taught church history at Wesley Seminary in Washington, DC for 30 years. And after he died, she moved to Tampa and became active here. And until the week she died at the age of 98, she loved to invite you into deep, meaningful conversations about faith and politics and everything else in between. And then there was Ron Hunter, a Tampa boy through and through. Now, Ron, as a young man, didn't know exactly what he wanted to do, professionally speaking, but he was a people person and a great storyteller. So he kept trying new things and he found eventually that a good fit for him would be in the insurance business because he was easy to talk to and he was so down to earth and those gifts made him who he was. And hence, that's what made him such a welcoming presence and a fine greeter in our chapel service for many years. And then what about Barbara Stephanie? Barbara. Barbara came from a long line of strong and faithful women. And in 1964, she became the director of the first fully integrated preschool program here in Tampa for the deaf. This passion for giving kids the best educational opportunities available, especially special needs children, came as a response to her love for Jesus, who loves all the little children of the world. Yes, Barbara, we thank you for you are always active in this congregation and in our community. Here, you would take classes and serve on committees and support the children's ministries. And around here, we are continuing to be grateful for the ways she helped manage many of the details of hosting the Large Church Initiative Conference here in 2013. And that was a huge undertaking, and Barbara did it and she even sang in the chancel choir while juggling these responsibilities. Flexible, fun, family-oriented, and faithful. Thank you, Barbara, for modeling your sainthood. And Mary Kay Kohler, MK. She was another who taught in the Children's Sunday School Program around here for years and and served on the adult education team. Many would say that Martha Kay voted with her time her love and devotion towards her family and this community. It was just incredible. And Mary Beecraft. Craft. There's no one quite like Mary Beecraft. Craft. There's much to say about this outspoken woman who died at the age of 101. She was one of the few people who knew my husband and his family decades before I did. There are stories for sure. But I love how her nephew described her. Mary was a force of nature and will be remembered for living life on her own terms. She's leaving behind a legacy of wisdom, love, help and caring. And I have a feeling, he continued, I have a feeling that she's in heaven telling God that she doesn't like the way things are arranged and is in the process of making some changes. So thank you, Mary, for being true to who God created you to be. And what about Dorothy Lowry? She was a tough as nails Navy nurse in the 1950s when she was stationed in Hawaii. But around here at church, she was known as one of the original center folders. For those who don't know that term, we used to have church bulletins each week that had to be hand folded and stuffed, hence the affectionate term center folders. Both Dorothy Lowry and Mary Beecraft were two of our center folders and Mary Lynn Ulry. Mary Lynn was a regular worshiper here at Hyde Park and sang in the chancel choir. She was also a leader in the healthcare community and for over 20 years, she was the director of DACO Behavioral Health, playing a very special role in supporting the diversion of nonviolent offenders into drug treatment programs and helping people get back on their feet through faith-based initiatives like the Portico Cafe. We need more of that kind of forward and helpful thinking in our world today. Thank you, Mary Lynn. And Jenny Bouchard, a regular worshiper here, she had a special spot and a group of friends she always sat with. She was faithful in attendance and very active in her small group, always greeting us with a smile and a welcome. And then there's Richard Bingham. He served as a pastor in the Florida Annual Conference for over 35 years, serving what is now called the Portico, and his ministry gave joy and encouragement and hope to so many along the way. He was dedicated to ministry with the unhoused, and he was a leader in interfaith work in Tampa. At one point, he even received the Gentile of the Year Award from Rodef's Shalom Congregation. What a beautiful legacy. Today, we need Christian leaders who are willing to cross faith and cultural barriers and build friendship. We need it now, perhaps more than ever before. Thank you, Dick Bingham, for allowing God to use you in these ways. Yes, everyone, everyone has a story, my friends. Everyone has a legacy, and I am grateful for all those whose names we have called this day and for others whom we name on our hearts Who we are today, the faith that we have, and the way we live it, in large part we owe to those who were faithful before us. And this is why we need All Saints Day. You and I, we need to remember all of the everyday, ordinary saints who did something for God. And at least once a year, it's good to remember that what makes one a saint is not perfect virtue but a lifelong willingness to be used by God. Like John Wesley, we are human and we mess up at times. But saints are committed to getting up after falling down and committed to the ongoing belief that God can use us, each one of us, even you, to do something transformative in the world. I really think that being a saint is not about instantaneous redemption, but about being invested in the gospel of love for the long haul. So until the day when your name and my name end up on the all saints lists of names, let us follow in the footsteps of the saints that we have known and remain committed to the falling down and the getting up after we do. And when we think that we are not up to the task or that the demands of the gospel are too much, let us remember all the other saints who were willing to be used by God. All the souls who did something instead of nothing. Those who showed up rather than giving up. Those who chose the way of love again and again those ordinary and complex people who loved and prayed and blessed others through their practice of falling down and getting up. Thanks be to God for these saints and for all the saints. May we be like them. Will you pray with me? Thank you, God, for you have blessed us with saints all our lives Those who put up with us and those who prepared us for discipleship. Those who touched us with their compassion and those who illumined the way for us. Now help us to be willing vessels. So when we fall down, you give us the will and the desire to get back up and try again. And let your light and your love shine through us. Empower us so that the living of our lives will help pass the faith on to others and leave a beautiful legacy of love for all. In your name we pray, amen.
0: Thanks so much for watching this message today. I do hope it helped you reflect on the lives of the people who've met something to you and maybe the legacy that you want to leave in your own life. There's two things I want to make sure you know about. One, down below in the notes are some reflection questions and some next steps that you can take to go deeper deeper with this content and connect with our community. And the second thing is we are in the middle of our generosity series. So if you feel compelled to partner with us through your generosity, you can make a monthly donation or a recurring gift and you can find out more about how to do that by going to hydeparkumc.org forward slash love for all where you can submit an estimated giving. It doesn't commit you to giving anything, but it helps us understand how you might want to partner with us in the coming year. I'm Matt Hotho, thanks so much for watching.